welcome to the I Made This For You podcast with your host, Joel Jr. On today's episode, we have Dominique and Will from the Red of Seeds podcast, and we're talking all things Drake. We give our initial thoughts on For All The Dogs, and then we get to a Drake song draft. I hope you enjoy. I'm here with Dominique and Will from the Red Receipts podcast. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yes, thank you for having us on. Happy Sunday morning. Of course. How was your guys' weekend? It was good. It's mad eventful right now in DC. I mean, we, I mean, we talk a lot about on the podcast being from New York or, or living in New York. Um, I'm actually in DC right now because um, I'm a big baseball fan. The Orioles are in the first round of the playoffs, so I had to come down and and support my my fellas, support my squad. Baseball is like the one sport that I try to get into, but it's just so long. Unless you're like actually there though, like if you're watching on TV, I'm just like, that's yeah. I can't be mad at that. Like, it's it's very polarizing, right? Like it the the experience that you have with it, I think, influences how you watch it so so strongly. <laughs> I will say though, like when the Nats won, you could think that I was the biggest baseball fan in my entire life. That was really fun. It was fun. So you guys have a podcast, obviously. Can you tell me more about it and how you guys came up with the name, the origin, just what the process of making the podcast was like? So, I mean, I've been friends with Will since I was 15, so like 10 years. And we always, obviously we talk all the time and I feel like we just have really good personalities that conflict in a good way, but also we just gel together really well. We have like a lot of nuances and how we see the world and different perspectives. So I basically told him, I think we should start a podcast. I feel like that would be good for us. And we literally bought mics off of Amazon, did Zoom, and just hopped on and started riffing. And I think the name I always had in the back of my head, I have my red receipts on, Will doesn't. It kind of just felt, I don't know, it just worked quick and easy to remember and we talk about everything from culture to being a young adult in New York to music to sports just random stuff that is kind of bopping around in our brains at the time that's pretty much the premise or how it got started yeah it was really some some we should start a podcast shit like that was (laughs) that was the genesis of it I think Dom finally called me out on some like okay but actually are you trying to buy this mic like I just ordered this mic off Amazon so like what's up for real. It was it was about trying new things, right? I think we we both are pretty satisfied with where we are in our respective careers, but we're not on as much of a linear path, I think, as some of our peers and some of our friends that we came up with. So, in thinking about like different things that we wanted to do and different things that we wanted to try, like we we really just said fuck it and and I don't even know if I can curse on here, my bad, but I don't care. All right, good. Uh, yeah, and we, we just went ahead and started working at it, you know? Like, I, I think you can probably see if if you went back and listened to episode one, season one. Um, Don't do that. Yeah, but the way that we've kind of grown and we've sort of honed some things, we've gotten a little bit better at focusing on certain topics. We've built our chemistry up and things like that. So it was a good way for us, you know, without, like, going full, quit your job, this is what I want to do, to give ourselves a chance to, like, flex our creative muscles and and spend some time together. Like it's fun to it's fun to shoot the shit once a week with, you know, one of my best friends in the world. So it's true. I feel as if we just went head first. And it's really weird, Will, because the other day I had to write like a short essay about something that was really difficult that I had to do and what was going on. And I wrote about doing red receipts and how 
it was so daunting to me to even figure out how to edit a podcast. I think I watched 30 YouTube like episodes of random people editing them. And I'm a very, I hate instructions. I'll just do it and try to figure it out. And, you know, I mean, I think I'm kind of a guy in that way sometimes. I'm like, it's fine. I can do it. Like, I don't need anyone telling me what to do. But for this, I was totally dialed in and was basically just like, I need to figure it out. And that's really daunting to learn new skills at, at this age, because you think you can, you have a basis of everything. And this is something I've never really done before, but I love it. And like Will said, it's really fun to hang out each week and yeah, it's just fun. Do you guys have a favorite episode that you've done so far? I liked the Usher and Travis Kelsey talk because I feel like everything I learned about Travis Kelsey is against my will. So I was like, let me actually listen to the podcast <laughs> about it. Um, and I just feel like, I feel like the way you guys talked about him coming into black culture, but then being like, he's still white at the end of the day. I was like, oh, that's a good take. Because I feel like the takes that I was seeing on Twitter, I'm like, touch grass. But the way you guys talked about it was, it, it wasn't as intense as everyone else made it seem online. So No, because yeah. online wants to take a narrative and then run away with it and create 15,000 other threads about it and then attack another person who said something else. And believe me, I'm in those communities on Twitter. Like I see, you know, people spiral out about that type of stuff. But I feel in that episode, we, I mean, listen, Will's a black man. I'm a black woman. We see the world differently and we move through the world differently. We have very common experiences, but at the end of the day, it's different. So I think he came to it with a different perspective than I did. And we just are really good at being able to blend those and also see how the other is different. Yeah, I liked that episode. And I'm glad you brought up touching grass. I feel like that's like a, that's kind of a pitfall you have to just avoid if you're starting a podcast. First of all, starting a podcast in 2023 is like, it's very cliche, right? Like there's so much, like there are all the jokes about like Ronald Reagan sprinkling podcast mics in the, in the black community and all this shit. Like it's a very oversaturated, uh, very oversaturated medium at the moment. And of course we're going to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey because it's dominating the timeline. But I think the challenge that we tried to take on is not talking about it like people who are terminally online and, you know, trying to bring our our actual opinions to it and and not just like cobbling together a bunch of takes that we saw about certain things. So that's definitely something we try to to think about. The the other episode I would bring up, which kind of relates to this topic too, is I, I just looked it up it's episode 48. But what we do is what we talk about on it is basically the idea of sports being reality TV for men. And <laughs> that just gives us a, a good platform to to talk about Dom's love of reality TV, like my sports fandom, kind of how they intersect. I would say for for a new listener, that is a, a topic that would give you kind of the best sense for who we are and how each of us is approaching different topics, like where where each of us is coming from. And we got some some Blue Ivy fandom at the beginning, so that's As always good. As you should. I think my favorite episode, uh, I also went back and just kind of looked through a really funny episode is episode 54 where we talked about Sandra Bullock and the Michael Orr stuff because that was just a really bizarre three days on the internet I think and it was funny because Will and I were doing literal research in real time as we were recording 
we were putting together a timeline and it's it's just like one of the funniest episodes to me because I am in shock the entire time. Will's telling me things as I'm giving opinions and my opinions are changing in real time. So that's a really fun episode if you just want to like hear some good banter. And then we have episode 43, which we just talk about female and male friendship groups and just the dynamics there. And that's always really funny and just another way to really tap into how we think and um, kind of how we see the world. I'll have those in the description. I think I did listen to the sports reality one. I think that the way that like men view sports, it's so fascinating to me because they don't see it as something that's a problem like it's not a problem but at the same time like you guys are way too passionate about a sports team that is historically bad that it doesn't like make sense to me I'm saying this as a Wizards fan and I think about Wizards Twitter a lot and I'm like you guys are the most insane group of people I've ever met that I'm just like we need to relax we need to figure something out I don't get how people are mad at someone taking $250 million for their family well you you're a Brad Beal apologist right We, we can get into that a well, little more because, but... like I have a bias about it because like I think it's because I come from that part where I'm like you guys don't know these people I'm just like y'all don't know these people who's gonna say no to 250 million dollars that's like, my only thing but yeah I was just gonna say that the the sports thing for men is is so true right like it's for me it was born out of like like that shit was my life when I I was growing up right like I played a sport every time of year I played a different sport depending on what season it was like I, I feel like for every man sports fandom at, at a certain level comes on some that should have been me shit or like I should be out there and yeah it's like it's a challenge to like untangle your identity as like a, a youth athlete from like okay now I'm, I'm just a guy and like I have a fucking job whatever and like that life is so much bigger and, and so much that there's so much more that the world has to offer than you know these four sports leagues in America that I give so many fucks about and I think that's why that's my favorite episode because Dom comes toward uh reality tv in a similar way right like she was just she was a fan growing up that was a huge part of her cultural like her cultural kind of ethos growing up so she is well positioned to see like kind of just how ridiculous it is like i'm i'm going to the orioles game again today like if the orioles lose and go down oh two like i will be devastated like that shit will affect my mood more than it's supposed to right more than is like probably recommended for a, for a healthy balanced person um but it's not viewed with the same level of, of ridiculousness as if, uh, you know, you're living and dying with what Beyonce is doing on tour or uh, what XYZ housewife is doing in her relationship. Like, well, don't that sexism as, at work, right? <laughs> and it's true. I mean, honestly, I also, I think it's just fun. I feel like in this life, we don't have that many things that are so non-consequential and I mean, it's consequential for the players involved or the housewives involved. It's their life, to your point. But we don't know these people. So to us, it's just fun to watch and fun to engage in and fun to be a part of the conversation. I mean, I have a housewife's Twitter that I go off on and live tweet every housewife episode I watch. And I don't need to be in that community 24-7, but it is fun to me to entertain different opinions about these middle-aged women that I'll never meet, I'll never know. I probably will never 
be anywhere in their atmosphere, but it's just like, what else do we have to keep us entertained? Like not that much, to be honest, you know, you have your friends and you go out and you do fun things, but when you're home or you just want to talk to your friends about something really funny that went on or interesting, if it was sports, I don't know, but like take it you need your little everyone needs a little vice so this is actually a good transition to drink i liked that video he posted and everyone was wearing those hate survivor sweatshirts because i was like i feel like if you don't acknowledge that people hated on you then you're not really making it so that guy had a lot of haters but he kind of made it then like good for him dominique said something about drake obviously we're about to be talking about for all the dogs i'm gonna be honest i've only listened to it maybe twice the album is just so long it's so long but what are your thoughts on it how do you guys feel about it do you have any favorites i think the album's not good there are individual songs on there that i think are good songs but what yeah, i think i think I it's a major drake issue that's as in post what i don't know probably like post 2016 drake that he doesn't know how to put an album together or rather maybe his producers don't so the album doesn't really flow that well and my friend, I was texting her about it and she was like, yeah, after Bahamas Promises, it flows really well or it gets better. And that was true. It did. But it shouldn't take me half an album to be like, oh, this kind of works. Um, and I can't really remember any other song. I like Bahamas Promises. I like the Pluto one. I really like the Little Yachty one, but I'm in a Little Yachty phase in general. So I think I just like that one because I just like his new sound. Yeah, it was a, it was fine. I think that he needs to do a lot of therapy and reflection. And I saw this tech, this tweet and it was like, I'm ready for like the post-therapy Drake album where he does a lot of work on himself and then can create music because a lot of it's really self-centered, the music. I think he says his own name probably like 20 times. He's talking shit about every single girl he like gaslights them every single song and it's fine because like that's his brand but then I also think that the audience is a bit more evolved now like we're not teenagers sitting in our rooms listening to him and thinking it's cool to you know call women out for call your ex-girlfriends out for being this or looking like that or whatever so yeah that's my take yeah this this album made me feel like he's overstayed his welcome and I've already you know been feeling that way for a little bit just because i feel like somebody as big as him shouldn't be dropping this frequently you know like if you have been the most famous rapper in the world for let's call it 10 years that he's been the most famous in the world i know he he came out in like 0809 you I, like i don't think you should feel the need to drop three times in a year and i saw this tweet that was like why does drake have to grow up but future doesn't and I think that that's, it's kind of because Drake, he wants to be liked more than Future does, right? He wants to be, he wants that respect of like a global star, like a, like a, a larger than life, you know, kind of above the, above genre, above fan base and things like that. But he also wants that respect from like rap purists and, like this, this Joe Budden beef he has going right now, I think is is not worth his while. And you know, you're seeing like all this paranoia of about like the women that he, in his mind, like could have been with, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. None of which is his fault, of course. I I see him right now as 
just kind of kind of paranoid, wanting to be uh, kind of all things to all people in a way that like I don't think he should have to. You know, he's he's been this popular for this long, partly so he can kind of ride off into the sunset, right? And and he seems unwilling to do that. I also just think this album is kind of lazy, but I think part of that is because he was on tour and he was making it like in between stops and you can tell he wasn't really like thinking about how he wanted it to sound. And I think about Nothing Was The Same a lot because that's my favorite Drake album. And I think that was like the last Drake album that sounded like it was made with a purpose. And I don't know, I don't want like a 444 from Drake. Like I don't really care about Drake maturing and like talking about being a father and finance and everything. I'm almost like, what more can we talk about? I think it's a question for artists. Some artists can write songs and perform songs only about what they're going through. And some can write and perform songs based on a time they felt long ago or even something they don't really, they're not experiencing right now in the current form. I think he's probably the former where he can only write about stuff that he's, going through but then I'm also like why are you still going through the same things that you were going through you know three four years ago you know like we can't keep talking about these women in this way still like it just feels very repetitive and not nuanced and if he wants to be a respective artist then I feel as if you know year 12 of your career you should be able to if you want to release music that often, that's fine. I mean, it's your literal choice and half of it's because you want, you know, like Will said, you want certain recognition or you want people to like you, but then at least give some people something different. I think that, and this is a horrible example, but I think that up until T-Lop, that's what Kanye did. Every album was just completely different. And maybe that's because he was going through different stages of his life, which is very obvious. But I think that he always gave people something new. And I don't think Drake does that anymore. And that's fine. But we don't need, like, I don't need 30 songs on one album of something that you already did oh. two, two albums ago. Like, this sound, this album sounds like CLB. It's literally just like, it's sound, like it, it does. It's watered down. It's not as good, though. Yeah, CLB was really good, actually. And this just, a lot of the songs have similar themes and everything. They sound, even they sound similar. Yeah. Jay-Z is a good example. I don't. I don't want a 444 from Drake either. Cause like I didn't particularly like 444 from Jay-Z. But the thing about that is that Jay-Z raps about his own life. Like his, you know, I feel like he's consistent in that way. So like he's gotten to this apex capitalist like era for himself. And so that's what he's like, you niggas need to buy art and property. And it's like, okay, whatever, bro. But like that's what that's what he's living and that is like there's evolution there um so and the other thing is that he he doesn't drop all that often you know that was his that album kind of came and went as something i think that he probably he probably just had something to say and he probably wanted to put something out post lemonade pr plan that pr plan but he's he's less concerned with like staying on top you know i feel like drake Drake can't really let go of the crown in a certain way. Um, and I think there's no shame in, in doing that, especially because you, like you said, nothing was the same all time album. That's a classic, but that was 10 years ago. You know, there are very few rappers that we would expect to, you know, keep pushing themselves 10 years on and that's okay. 
And I think that Drake wants to, he kind of wants to be the exception to that. And I, I, I don't really think he is. I think I read something that he's taking a year off from music, which like, hopefully it's true. I feel like he just needs like a rapping album, like straight rapping, but I don't think we're ever going to get that from Drake. But if he made more songs like Ain't It, is it 8 p.m. in Charlotte? Yeah, I love it. Damn, Charlotte, fire. I feel like that's what he needs to do more of instead of whatever he did on that Lil Yachty song. I know you said you love Lil Yachty, but like that song was just like, I don't, I don't see the vision with him, but. I'm really in the Lil Yachty sound right now. It's just like, it was purely just about Lil Yachty, but I agree. That was my favorite. That's also a really good song. And I think that's probably why he released it like a day before, because he wanted people to think that that's the vibe that he was on. Um. He's just a really hard artist to figure out because I don't think he, I don't really know, no one really knows like who he is anymore. And I don't think that he has that figured out. I mean, did you go to his concert? Yeah, I, oh, I did not like it. But I also think I went to the Apollo show in like January and that was a great show. Like that, he was actually rapping and performing his songs. But like this tour, I was so annoyed because one, he was singing everything, two, he was off beat half the time. <laughs> and like three, I was just like, what? Like, I just didn't understand the vision of that tour at all. And it, it just, like, made me really mad. Because, like, I've been to his mm-hmm. tour before, and I'm like, he can do so much better. So, like... Yeah, he and his music doesn't lend itself to performing like that. No. That makes me upset, because then you see rappers, like, like gonna perform, and people were going crazy over how he was performing, because he was just, like, killing it. I mean, obviously, he had, like... He was so excited to be not in prison. But I feel as if... There's so many other rappers and artists who are so much more enjoyable to be a part of that experience with them. And with Drake, I liked the concert. I had fun because you just know every song. So you just it's like a sing along. Right. But yeah, the the creative direction of it didn't make sense. It was a bit all over the place. To your point. Yeah, he was off beat a bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I went to the show and was like, holy fuck, like that's Drake. You know, and and that was enough. Starstruck at the fucking yes. I'd never seen him. I'd never seen him. One arena, you were starstruck. (laughs) Yes, don't play with me. You were starstruck too. I had never seen him. I was close to him. (laughs) I was a little starstruck because he's so like funny to me. He's like not a real person, which is sad because he's obviously a real person. He's a dad. You know, he's a friend to some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's the point to me. Like, he has done everything that you could do in rap and like i i'm not necessarily at this point waiting with bated breath to see like what he does next like it's enough for me to have like his whole catalog and all the nostalgia that's attached to it for me we can go into the song draft now if that's everyone's takes on for all the dogs slash nervous i'll pick my favorites and hopefully no one will take it um Let's do it. Let's do it. I have first pick. Dominique, you have the second pick. And then, well, your third. So my favorite intro, I feel like this is a really hot take. It was between it was between Keep the Family Close and Champagne Poetry. Ooh, I'm damn. going Champagne Poetry. I feel like that is his best intro within the last 10 years. I feel like people are going to be like, Tuscan Leather is better. Champagne Poetry is so Champagne good. I also, that, uh, the original song, like, he sampled, it literally doesn't sound as good as Drake's. Like, it, it's very, it's really controversial, but I agree with that. 
No, I agree but with you. Also, I was look, sure champagne poetry was going to be there for me at three, man. Damn. No, champagne That's a good pick. I listen to it as like my hype me up song because the bars are so good. Like he's just so arrogant. And my favorite Drake is like cocky Drake, like talking his shit, being like, this is who I am. No one's better than me type Drake. And I feel like that is exactly what champagne poetry is. So Yeah, and CLB was like, it was so anticipated. And because it had been an actual long time since he had dropped. Um, so that that intro to me is just it's so Drake too. And you hear it, you're just like, wow, we really in this bitch. So good. That's, but that's my take. Okay. You're next. Mine's keep the family close because when I first heard that, I cried. I was in high school. <laughs> I cried. I thought it was just beautiful. <laughs> just sounded good. Um, okay, then I say keep the family close. All right. Okay. I gotta go Tuscan leather. Classic. Yep. All right. And so then it's back to me, Drake and Future. Will Super oh, Bowl. Will Super Bowl. Straight up. I got to say, I'll have to say Digital Dash. I almost picked that for best intro. It's my favorite. But that song goes stupid. Oh, my turn? All right. Yep. I feel great. Tuscan Leather, Digital okay. Dash. So I guess I would keep the family oh, yeah. close. And now I'm going to go scholarships. That was like scholarship. So good. Again, love Drake's verse in that. Like it's just so like, but it's just like so masculine. That whole that song to me, and it just was like, I want to pull up. Listen, I like my music a little misogynistic, so it's it's fine. My pick is, I'm the plug. That's good. That's good. I would have picked jerseys if if Drake had any had any words on that. I skipped. I fucking love that song all the time like oh, i don't think oh, i've listened to man. it maybe since high school so like my opinion probably might change that's peak 2015 2016 future yeah so go good. spin it back so good best throwaway drink this one was hard because i feel like there's so many throwaway songs and like for context when i was thinking about this i was thinking about songs that were like off of care package or like the ones that he dropped on soundcloud if that's okay true. so not so off albums yeah like care package counts because those are just like throwaways in the context of like what mm -hmm. he's leading up with but i'm going with throws love beyonce because i remember hearing that song in eighth grade for the first time and it's probably one of my favorite drake songs to date and i just like really love the chorus of it so i'm picking girls love beyonce yeah no brainer pick great pick but i really liked the song he did with central c a couple months ago the freestyle one that was that's good. Yeah, it was actually I pretty good. I, I I listened to it so many times, and I also Central C is obviously a great rapper, but I think Drake like did a really good job on that. And it was obviously when he was like in the middle of or like about to tour, or, like maybe he was like starting his tour. So I think it was just good PR, but it was also just like a funny, fun song. And I don't like when he does the accent, but in this song, I was okay with the accent. The culture Walter Drake is like a hit or a miss, but I feel like with this yeah. one, it was, this it one kind of hit. Yeah, like, that was that was beautiful. Just goofball vibes yeah. combination. <laughs> so relatable. Yeah, All right, I like so yeah, it. I like it. Through. Okay. Hmm. Throw away. I'm thinking of like that two pack he put out after the Raptors won the championship. Uh, the the community. Um. No. 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 That's a that's a really good throwaway too. But. Like I feel like that's the vibe of his two packs. Usually, it's like one radio hit and one like remind reminder to all you that I can still rap. Um, so I'll take um, and like a two pack thing. I think. Yeah, with diplomatic immunity was the other one. Uh, but uh, uh, no, the one when the Raptors won 
the the radio one was Money in the Grave with Rick Ross. Um, my pick though is gonna be Omerta. That's the oh. other one. That's on goes. That's a, a sleeper pick. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, a little deep cut there. Um, and then R and B Drake. Um, I'll I'll go Days in the East, which could also be a throwaway. Mm, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Mine's hard because I know I'm like now I'm thinking about something else, and I just was reminded of another song. Doing it wrong. It's a good one. I haven't heard that in a hot minute. That one like makes me hurt. But guys, my second choice was Jungle because I freaking love that song. Like oh, the best. That's like top two, top three maybe. Yeah, that's a real like. That's like I love doing it wrong because I love where it falls in the in that album. But Jungle is like the one R&B song on, um, on, oh my God. Oh, on if you're reading this. So yeah, I love that song. Mine, I'm not going to say this is like his best R&B one, but this is like my favorite. I really like Get Along Better, only because I think like the context of it is really funny. Ooh. And it's like so slimy where I'm like, that has to be my So pick. slimy. It has to be my pick. So that's my R&B. But the Ty Dolla, Ty Dolla song's on that on that one yeah right? yeah that man can yeah. sing some r&b he can like croon that man can i love ty dollar song features Ooh, anytime I like man. i see him on a drake album i'm like it's gonna hit like jaded i knew it was gonna hit because it was ty dollar sign yeah best corny drake song this was like a tie between jaded or marvin's room i like i don't <gasps> i don't think like marvin's room is like corny i just think it's like dirty mac and room like that's kind of corny like i don't think the song itself is bad um, but I'm gonna go with Jaded for best corny song. Um, I think God's Plan is so corny. <laughs> it's like I think it's one of those songs that came out while I was in college, and it has obviously an amazing hook, and it's catchy. But it's just like so clear that that it's so so corny, and the music video is so corny. He's just like going around you Miami giving out money. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry, corny. Next. <laughs> man i gotta go hotline bling That's yeah i like it i like that song i, I like, like it too because and that video is like the debut of like dancing drake which is one of his cornier forms so weren't you that for halloween one year i was well because i had a red north yeah. face yeah you had <laughs> that red coat, north yeah, face yeah. and you wore the tims and the khakis yeah i remember that i was cracking that that costume it was good it was good costume i think you have all right and i have another one too right yeah wild card is like whatever you want it to be like it doesn't have to be under one strict umbrella oh man all right best wild card oh man i'm gonna take headlines that's my that's my nostalgia uh me would be mad if I didn't take headlines. <laughs> All right, guys, mine is crazy. Are you ready? Company. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Because those like the dogs barking in the background, crazy little feature in there, and then the Travis Scott feature. Him and Travis Scott actually do do a little collab quite well. But um, rapping Travis Scott is better than singing Travis Scott. In my I humble, I agree. Agreed. And well, he has a better voice, at least. 
2015, um, Travis Scott is like a little, is it before or after rodeo? Anyway, it's like his rodeo era and I love rodeo. And so I think a lot of those sounds are kind of in company, but it's just like those, I don't know. I think for you, same, same thing, like very kind of slimy song, but, um, so So good. good. Um, my pick is pipe down, but I played that song so much where it's like, if I never picked pipe down, I would have been disappointed. But pipe down is like, I think that's like his best breakup song maybe. And I cannot relate to it at all. Cause like, I don't struggle as much as Drake does. Um, but I just think pipe down is so good the lyrics are so wild to me where i'm like if that song was about me i would cry damn yes. making me regret my pick that was a great pick that's like that's, a really good, that's like that's a low-key one on that album low-key in the sense of you just don't think of that one right away but i feel like certified lover boy might be in my top five Drake albums which is like i feel like that is a it's in mine too it's in mine too i love that album when it came out i said it was really good i don't I, I the hate that it gets it has some of his best rapping on it today so i'm just like psu i fucking love that song <laughs> and too deep is i'm not gonna say it's a love song but like it could be a love song and people are like drake doesn't make love songs anymore i'm like listen to n2d that's a love song at least the first half of it so best outro this is the last category and i'm going with do not disturb it was between that and paris morning music but do not disturb is so good it's so good i really like reflective drake and i think that's like perfectly what do not disturb is so that's my last pick. Taking all my picks. I was gonna say Paris. I was gonna say Paris Morton music because I just love that song. But now I'm kind of, and I've always wondered who Paris Morton is. I'm gonna say um, Jimmy Cooks because I freaking don't like honestly. Never mind. And I was happy at the end of me listening to that album, which felt like a chore to get to um, Jimmy Cooks because I was like, this is the type of music I wanted to hear, and I love him and 21 Savage and I also freaking love that song like it, if I listened to that song once a day I'd be okay it just is it to me that all makes sense and then he was like teasing this collab album so I was like all right I'm into that I love it I love it am I allowed to pick a track off of a care package yeah because I like I guess it counts at this point because it's like on Spotify all right I'm gonna pick can I can I <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was i was sad for no reason listening to that song in uh senior year of high school i didn't have shit that to be sad so about sad, but i know a lot of like his soundcloud mixes in high school they were just so sad for no reason where i'm like i want to relate and i know damn well i had nothing to relate about That's yeah funny. i think you start to be like a parasocial relationship with these <laughs> artists um <laughs> and you're kind of just like I want to go through what they're going through. And also half of what they might write about is not something they're going through. It could be like a songwriter literally hopped in the booth and was like putting shit together. That's how I feel about Peter. Yeah. I'm like, does Peter really live his raps? I feel like there's no way that he does. Ah, I think he does. Okay. I think he does. Go that watch. This this might be a this might be hard to find. But you remember that album Wizard that Future put out? Yeah. In like 20, 2018, 2019. He put out like a doc about it on Apple Music and they were asking him about uh, the Gucci flip-flops line and I thought it was a drought and he was like, yeah, man, I was, I was fucking a bitch. I looked down at the Gucci flip-flops on. I was like, I gotta gotta get to the studio. I was like, damn. 
that I that's so over you so much worse because listening to future i'm just like i hope i'm never in a situation where i'm this down bad because his songs are just like i feel like it's a cry for help but i hope yeah i hope he's not playing with raps i don't know because he has had relationships he has i don't know how they're obviously not that successful but he has had relationships he's just probably realizing that he's not that good at them so yeah like he's he's okay he's fine he's not down of the year but he's okay do you guys see that interview where <laughs> it, uh someone from uh shade room was interviewing sierra and they're like how do you do co-parenting and she just laughs for 30 seconds yeah there's no way future it's just like I was like, no. <laughs> my like, mm. this opinion does not matter to Sierra, but like my sympathy for Sierra dropped when I found out that the kid's name is actually Future. Cause I'm like, what are you doing? No, my sympathy didn't I'm drop. Like, why are you naming? No, cause she, she loved that man. I, at the end of the day, if Future had like, if he was one of those niggas that like, was like, I'm going to change for you. Like, I know I fucked up, but I will change for you. Like, this is my last time. She would have stuck around. Like she literally re-virginized herself, took care of her kid, met the corniest dude on earth because she had to do a 180 from whatever that man was involving her. But to name your child after like the guy's stage name, you're, you love that man. You love him. You love that man. Yeah. No, she was down horrendous. Yeah. Down horrendous. That man is fine. He has great bone structure. Mm -hmm. And like their kid together is beautiful. That kid is a beautiful child and looks just like his father wait i said that the other day and people thought that i was crazy because i was like future's hot i understand why people go for future like yeah. personality wise i'm like absolutely not but looks wise i'm like i get it yeah he's, he's confident yeah. um future just is who he is though i respect it like drake needs a little more of that in his life you know like i, I mean in high school you're listening to drake him. and he's like these bitches don't understand me you're like we need a drake damn i feel you and now they still don't like what's what's wrong with you bro i think he like just needs to stand 10 toes down because like the misogynistic raps are fine and subjective but like they're okay because that's his brand but i feel like he needs to go back to like how he used to talk about it and sort of just like now it's just like now he's talking about famous people before he's just talking about regular people so i was like oh that's crazy now we know who he's talking about which kind of makes it no like leave bad gal riri alone she is a mother of two children. Leave her the fuck alone. And it's also weird because she's so like she's so famous and her relationship is so famous <laughs> that it's like you cannot be hung up on this girl. Like that's crazy. You have a kid. You literally have a kid. Yes, like go home to that. your family, bro. <laughs> Do it. Thank you guys for coming on the show. I feel like this was fun. This is fun. You guys this had is fun. so much fun. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to check out more of the Writing Seats podcast, I'm going to have all that information in the description.